What is up, Steel Studians? Happy Smooth Jam Saturday here on a Steelers Saturday mailbag. Yes, it is time for the bag. So grateful that you're joining me here today. The day in which I get your questions, comments, feedback on the show, and you drive the content. Super excited about that here today. Got a lot of good stuff, a lot of feedback on the mock draft, study sessions on free agency. So I'm going to get into all that with you here today. My gratitude to you for being a supporter of the Still Study, for listening, reading, and sharing. And if I can ask for your help today, and I know you're always promoting the Still Study for yours truly, but please, if you could just share the website with one or two of your family members or friends, help spread the message, I would truly, truly be grateful. Thank you for that in advance. Let's connect. We could do that one of three ways. You can comment directly on the articles. You can hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com and also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you and get your question, comments, feedback on the show. Also, be sure to check out the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. This week, Matt Steele will be joining me. Jim's going to be taking a week off. We're going to record sometime Monday night. That will either be available Monday night or Tuesday morning, so be sure to check that out. But let's jump into it. First up, we have G-Star. This was from Twitter. And this is in reference to my mock draft. G-Star, thanks so much for the comment. He says, I get the argument for selecting a QB in round one, but drafting this high at 20 for the first time in years, how do they not go after an offensive lineman or defensive lineman since they are getting buried in the trenches week after week? Do you see that void filled via free agency? Safety and cornerback also not addressed. Again, G-Star, thank you so much. I did respond to G-Star on Twitter, but I wanted to get this on the show. Here's my take on this. They're going to have to address the offensive line in the draft, but I think you can wait until the second round and even find a starter. This is a deep year for offensive linemen. And if they have a quarterback that they like, which I think that they do, that is a player who can change your franchise. I'm not saying that an offensive lineman can't do that or a defensive lineman can't do that. But you have to have a high-quality quarterback in order to compete in this league. In terms of the defensive line, I'm hesitant to pull the trigger on a defensive lineman in the first round because we don't know what's happening with Stephon Tuitt yet. Once we see what goes on there, then maybe I'll be a bit more open to draft one early. But right now, I can't commit to that. And this team is also going to have to be active in free agency. They don't have a ton of draft capital, and they have a lot of areas that they need to improve. And when we talk about the offensive line, it's got to be at those interior positions, the guard position, center. I'm comfortable with where they are at tackle. I'm not saying that Dan Moore set the world on fire or that Chikwuma Okorafor did as well. 
But I think they need to re-sign Chooks because he brings some stability to that position, and he's still young. And then finally, G-Star mentioned safety and cornerback also not addressed. I've been adamant. They have to re-sign Akella Witherspoon. He's a starter. They have to re-sign Terrell Edmonds. He's a starter. If they don't sign those guys, it's more work they're going to have to do in free agency. So again, G-Star, thank you so much. Appreciate your comment. Next up, we have David Buston. David writes, Ritter, that's Desmond Ritter, is intriguing to me, but with so many other holes, I don't draft a QB early this year. Let Rudolph Haskins battle it out and let the chips fall where they may. Hopefully they have a chance to draft a potential franchise quarterback in 2023. First up, David, thanks so much for the comment on Twitter. Ritter is, again, the more tape I watch of this guy, the more impressed I am of his game. I think his stock's going to rise in between now and the draft. And I get your position. You don't draft a quarterback this year. Because there are a lot of holes, I understand that. But you have to approach this draft with an eye to the future. And again, if there is a quarterback that this team likes, they're going to make it happen. Now, I'll be the first to admit, if there's not a player at that position, the quarterback position that they don't like, they're not going to stretch and reach. Which a lot of people believe that drafting a quarterback in this year's first round would be a stretch and a reach. But again, they won't make that decision if they feel it's better to just let Rudolph and Haskins battle it out. They will do that. But even if they do draft a quarterback in round one, they're not drafting him to start right away. It's going to take time for a guy to develop and come around. And that's why I think they draft one this year. He's going to sit, probably won't get any action this season unless Rudolph or Haskins or whatever veteran mid-tier free agent they bring in, tanks, maybe by the middle of the season. So I, I hear your point. But again, the quarterback position, drafting that quarterback in the first round is a move for the future. They're not in win-now mode right now. And if you wait a year to draft a guy, That's another year you have to wait for that person to develop. That's 2024 we're talking about before that guy becomes a starter. But anyway, David, thanks so much for your comment. Much appreciated. And then Terry, and in parentheses she has, thank you, Ben. I retweeted something from CBS Sports that pointed out that Mike Tomlin has been the head coach of the Steelers for 15 years. He has more Super Bowl wins than seasons under 500. And Terry writes, how come no one mentions mentions Super Bowl appearances? Tomlin has been there three times. Tampa Bay win, Pittsburgh one win, one loss. It's hard to get there, even harder to win. Terry, again, thank you so much for your comment. I'm not sure why that doesn't get referenced with Tomlin, I think there is a 
somewhat of a bias in some circles against Tomlin. They like to slam him, say that he won with Bill Cowher's players, that he's not as good of a coach as some people make him out to be. So maybe there's part of that, or it could just be recency bias because those Super Bowls were played so long ago, they just don't get referenced. More than likely, that's the reasoning behind it. But it is pretty phenomenal when you think about what Mike Tomlin has done in Pittsburgh. One Super Bowl win, two Super Bowl appearances, no losing seasons. And the fact that this team was 9-7-1 in 2021, I mean, that tells you all you need to know. You saw that offensive line out there. You saw that defensive line out there. We all saw how brutal this schedule was. But they still made it into the postseason. So Mike Tomlin is a Hall of Fame coach. And I think he's got one more Lombardi left in him before he hangs it up. And hopefully that's with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And studying, 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 studying. That is it. That is the end. The conclusion of the Steelers Saturday mailbag. The day of the bag. Thank you so much for your questions, your comments, your feedback. I'm looking forward to more next week. You can drop me a line one of three ways. Comment directly on the articles on the site. Hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. Also, give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Comment there. Please check out the podcast I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, the Still City Insider Podcast. Again, I will be with Matt Still on Monday. We'll be talking free agency. And I hope you have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy it. Enjoy your family and friends. And most importantly, remember, life is beautiful in the black and gold. Peace, everyone. <laughs>